Good morning, church. Are there kids and the youth in the house? And the grown-ups, okay? It's awesome, awesome to have everybody here at our family service, and uh, we are in for a treat of the Word today. I said to somebody in between the two services, I said, you're in for the Word today, okay? So we have three amazing speakers. They're going to come and grab their seats now, and... um, What I like about it is that they, they've got the cute factor, but the word is not cute, okay? The word inside them is powerful because it's God's word. And uh, to select our two kids, we actually had a mad Friday where we spoke about how to preach. We did preacher training. And then the following week, they had to prepare a message and come and preach, okay? In front of their peers, we had a panel of five or six judges and... Uh, and we judged them on scores, okay? And, uh, and these two won that preach-off. And um, we are extremely pleased and proud of them. Their prize for the, the preach-off, and they, they didn't know that there was a prize. We didn't tell them that because we thought they'd be too nervous, okay? But the prize was they got to preach to you guys today. And... They got coached by none other than Seviwe Noche, okay? The legend, okay? And uh, so they have the word for you today. So I want all of us to be listening, children, to grown-ups. We need to listen to what God is going to say to us today. So first up is Rory Lerafolo. Good morning, family. Happy Father's Day and Youth Day. Thank you, Uncle Saviwe. Thank you. Is Uncle Saviwe in the house? Mm. Thank you, Uncle Jonathan, too, for the preaching coaching. Really appreciate it. Last year, me and my sister had a big play at school. It was called Shrek the Musical. I was so nervous, I was shaking. (laughs) Then my father told me, you are a child of God, you are a lyrical and you are God's princess. A father has that zing, that thing that makes you believe it, that makes you believe you can do it, that makes you believe that you are princes and princesses of Jesus, your father. Our text today is from Malachi 4, verse 6. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the, uh, the land with total destruction. <clears throat> Let's also read Ephesians 6 verse 4. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, to wrath, but bring them up in training and admonishing of the Lord. Can I hear an amen to that? Based on the scriptures we just read, what should a father be? A father, sh- 
a father should be a father should model the love of the father to his children. The Bible says God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. A father should be a loving protector and be kind to their children. The the Bible says Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. A father should never give up. From personal experience. I once read a story from my devotional book. There was a family of three on a ship. The father was the sailor of the ship with his wife and daughter. At night, the daughter felt the ship rocking and moving, and she was so scared. She ran to her father and asked, Father, are we safe? And then he replied, Yes, you are safe, darling. Daddy's on deck. And when Daddy's on deck... No one's scared. Think about your father. Is your father there for you? What about you as a father? Are you there for your children? God is a father to the fatherless. So we all have a father who loves and cares for us. I'd like to share something about my dad. So one day on a Thursday before school, that my dad was reading his personal miss- mission statement of who he is in God. I tried to copy him using my own words. I also tried to copy how, how brave he is because he's a fearless leader and he's very adventurous from personal experience. Our prayer is that fathers will turn to God, fathers to love and care for their families and to also care for those who may not have fathers. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning, family. When I was little, I used to throw these huge tantrums. And once when I was three and a half, we went on holiday to a farm in the free state. And I started to throw a huge tantrum. I can't even remember why. (laughs) My mom, my mom had took my siblings away because she knew the only way I could come to Jesus that I could stop throwing these tantrums was through Jesus. And so my dad talked to me and he told me about Jesus. He asked me if I wanted Jesus in my heart. I said no. (laughs) We waited there on the dusty path. He asked me again. I again said no. We waited there still. After a while, my dad 
After a while, I told my dad that I needed Jesus. He prayed with me, and Jesus came into my heart. That was on the 16th of June, 2011. So today is my eighth born-again birthday. I haven't thrown a huge tantrum since then. Although, like all people, I still... I'm not perfect, so I still do have my moments. I'm sure you all think of the child you want as perfect. Even I do. When I think of my dream child, she is Korean, (laughs) kind, always wants to be with me, talkative, cute, clever, quiet, cute, clever, and sporty, all in one child. I think a lot of parents have similar dreams. Sorry, but I don't think Jesus is coming back as a baby. (laughs) Now, kids, I know we can't be perfect, but we should still be respectful and obedient to our parents. These boys are anything but respectful and obedient. Let's take a look. We do go out to eat probably at least three times a week. We're usually prepared for embarrassment. The Harmony family eat out often, so it's a great opportunity for me to be able to see how Jacob and Aaron handle the children when they're out in public. When we do go out to eat, it's ridiculous. It's very embarrassing taking them out in public. Listen. I need to eat. I'm eating chicken. I need a Nike. Honey, I don't want you to get hurt with it. Hey, they're open. Bitch, you're out with the Harmony family is absolutely atrocious. Both parents are humiliated and embarrassed throughout the whole event. The children rant in the rave, they're up from the chairs, from the table, and misbehaving constantly. No, 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 Grant. No, no, get me! When we go to a restaurant, it's crazy and it's loud. My thought when we go out to eat is just hurry up and get it over with. There's no way that Aaron and Jacob and the boys could have possibly enjoyed spending time in that restaurant. Can I get a show of hands? Who wants a child like that? Who wants to be a child like that? I definitely don't. I have found that I'm actually much happier when I'm being respectful and obedient to my parents. I help with the little ones upstairs on Sundays and I've seen all types of children. (laughs) The obedient ones always seem much happier. Children should be respectful and honouring to their parents, not rude, cheeky and disrespectful. Children should respect not only their parents, but everyone around them. In Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother. 
This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. If you honour your father and mother, things will go well for you. Parents, I think you should read this verse to your kids quite often. As you honour your parents, it is actually practice for a lifestyle of honouring your heavenly father. If you can't honour your parents, you will find it almost impossible to honour God. Good job. Good job. Good job from our kids. We're going to have Ebenezer. She's one of our teens and uh, also serves in our kids' ministry. And uh, so let's hear it for her, Ebenezer. Good morning, family. Um, as Pastor Jonathan has said, my name is Ebenezer and I am 16, believe it or not. Um, so uh, to start off, I'd like to say happy Father's Day and also happy Youth Day. Um, so I'm going to be revisiting the verse that Rory mentioned, which is um, Malachi 4 verse 6, right? And it says, he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of their children to their fathers, right? So whenever I think of heart, I think of love, right? I think most of us do. And so I think of a heart, I think of Valentine's Day, I think of love. So with that said, um, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 47. And it's a verse that's mentioned quite a lot at weddings, but I feel as though it, it implies in all different types of relationships that we have throughout life. So it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So when I thought of love, right, because I think of God. God is love, right? So God puts different people in our lives in order to show us different types of love. So not one person can give us each, all types of love, right? So if, as children, right, um, we all have okay, our first encounter with love or relationship is with our parents, and so if the first encounter is fractured, it affects all the other types of relationships that you're going to have in the future, right? So you'll watch people who, if they didn't really have a good relationship with their parents, they look for that in their friends or in their spouse in the future. So that is a common mistake. If a relationship with the father is not restored, it causes so much. And our relationship with our fathers should resemble that which we have with God, Right? Um, and I was thinking about this I was like yo being a father is not easy like I honestly don't want to be a father um, and the thing is sometimes a father can be a goofy and not Mufasa right and goofy is just this father that you honestly don't want really because he embarrasses the child all the time and but the thing is, when I revisited the movie, I thought of, I looked at Goofy and I was like, wow. He loves his son so much that he's willing to embarrass himself. Right? So he's willing to go through extreme lengths just to be with his son. And yes, Goofy has his moments where you just, you're, but 
there are times where you just look at him and you're like, wow, if fathers could be like that, right? He goes through great lengths in order just to have a relationship with his child, right? And so I sat there and I thought of all the Disney types of fathers that we see, right? We get Nemo. Nemo's father was so protective, right? He could barely do things. He had to stay in school all the time. He, had to, he couldn't even enjoy time with his friends. And when I sat, I thought of my own father, right? So when you look at my father, you think of him being Mulan's father, right? Mulan's father is calm, he's wise, and he's just to himself quite a lot. And okay, so my dad does not embarrass me, but <laughs> my dad, um, he has a goofy personality occasionally. So he may, to most people, they'll be like, yo, your father's so strict. And I'm like, he's not. <laughs> um, and so there's, so I sat there and I realized that appearance is full, right? I remember as a child, I used to want to have a father like my friends. Because if my friend got something that I wasn't allowed to get, I'd be like, yo, I wish I had that dad. Because how come he got this and I can't? But then, as I grew older, I asked them about their relationship with their fathers, and I realized, I'm pretty happy on my own. Like, what I have right now, I'm happy with. Right? Um, Because if I think about it, some of my friends barely have relationships with their fathers. And I actually do. So that's the thing that I saw. But I asked a few of my acquaintances and... um, (laughs) and friends about their relationships with their fathers, right? And on the right is some of the really bad things that I got from them. And on the left, it's the positive. Well, from my right. So um, the negatives were he doesn't really care, as well as he's not emotionally available. So sometimes fathers are so caught up in trying to be seen as this protector and tough guy, but sometimes you shouldn't actually need the emotional support as well, right? And there's also one, I remember, when I heard this one, I was so shocked. The, he lives his life and I live mine. So my friend once told me, he's like, yeah, my dad actually told me, he lives his life and I live mine. I'm going to stay in my lane. And I sat and I was like, yo. And then there's also, I don't actually know him, which is pretty sad actually to think about. And there's also, he's too busy. And sometimes fathers are so caught up in trying to give their children a life that they didn't have that they miss out on the relationship aspect of things. Right? But there were also positives, right? Which is his loving, his calm, his an inspiration, right? And he's a great advisor, protector, selfless and generous. So not everyone experiences fathers the same way, basically. But one thing I realized as well from this was that a relationship is a two-way road, right? So children must do something as well. Because children are not perfect. I know myself. I know I am very difficult, right? I know that I wouldn't even want a child like me. That's how bad it is. Um, So I know I can be extremely difficult. So children, if you guys can relate, right? Raise your hands. Okay, so sometimes I'm selfish, right? I think of myself only. 
so in times where I want something so badly, right, I won't even think about what it does to my parents. And then sometimes I'm narcissistic. I think the world revolves around me. Um, I remember when you watch those movies where like there's really spoiled children and their fathers say no, and they're like, you hate me. And it's like, yo. But sometimes we're like that. You know, sometimes we th see things as if they actually hate us or there's something that they don't want for us instead of actually seeing it as the actual reason. And sometimes we're worldly, right? Um, Instagram and all these different things have made it so easy to be worldly. Like, we look at people and we're like, yo, I want to be like them, right? Or we look at certain things, like materialistic things. And we're like, yo, I want that. But sometimes you forget who we actually are through that process. So I sat there and I realized, a father gives a child their identity, right? So if a father's not there to do that, then basically the child will try and look for that through other people or through other things, right? So you'll get people who actually start dating really young. Why? Because they're trying to find themselves. You get people who get into terrible relationships, like toxic things, why? And they still stay. Why? Because they're still trying to find themselves, find their identity. Then there's also social media, where we look at certain things, we're like, yo, we want that. And we're trying to find, we're trying to fill a hole that cannot be filled, yeah. right? It has to be reformed on us, like a form. So sometimes, if your father's not really there to tell you who you really are in Christ, because God says one thing about us, right? And our fathers are there to affirm, affirm us about our identity. They're there to remind us on who we actually are. Right? And sometimes my dad, like if we do something, my dad will be like, don't forget who you are. Because that's something so important as well. And then I sat there and I was like, yo, guys, life is tough. Because like relationships, especially like you watch people and you're like, yo, this relationship, you're not. Mm -mm. And our relationship with our fathers as well, sometimes we tend to not look after it properly. Right? As children, right? We look at certain things, we, we don't see it in the full picture. We only see a small part of it. And so I sat here and I, I sat when I was preparing and I thought of a letter to both parties, right? Fathers and children. So these are, so the letter I'm about to read right now is for fathers. Dear fathers, we know you work hard to provide to place food on the table and to give us shelter. Do you notice that I did not use the word home? We love you, but your lack of availability restricts us from seeing you as a home. How much do you actually know about us? What's our favorite color, food and sport? What do we love to do during our spare time? Do you know what we want to become when we're older? Are you the man your son would like to be like in the future? Are you the man your daughter would love to marry one day? But most importantly, what would your answer be when God asked you about how well you looked after us? You see, your children do not end with those that share biological DNA with you or share a similar surname, but with all the children that you encounter during your walk through life. And then a letter to daughters and sons. We love you. When you were born, we looked right at your tiny figure and said, this is God's blessing to me. 
Now that later on changed when you were crying every night and I couldn't get any sleep. <laughs> but still, you're God's gift to me. I know that I'm not perfect, I mess up and make mistakes, but my love for you still remains. To those that feel as though we have abandoned them, we're sorry. We felt that at the time our decision to leave was good because of one reason, we didn't deserve you. Our debt was far too great and our age prohibited us, but now we want to be there for you. We may not be your biological fathers, right? But we are your fathers. Dear daughters and sons, it hurts to see you depend on what the world thinks of you. Dear daughters and sons, we know you wanted that thing that you saw at the shop, but we just can't afford it, or it's not good for you. We did not allow you to go to that party or concert because we know it's not good for your spiritual growth. We're trying, please work with us. Awesome. Go, Ebby. Wow. So that, that, that really speaks to me. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I have five children and, um, and yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's challenging, you know, this, this word today, you know, and, uh, and I can also be goofy, um, you know, as my kids know. You've you got a good dad. He doesn't embarrass you. I embarrass my kids, okay? Um, but they generally like it. Um, thanks for the orange socks, by the way. Like, you know, I'm not wearing them because they don't go with the pants, okay? But um, I want us to turn to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 19. And it says this, Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. We normally think of reconciliation on June 16th. It's very appropriate. And we are, there are many forms of reconciliation. And God's Bible, God's Word, reconciles all things. God is interested in reconciling all things to Himself. But today we are talking about reconciling the fathers to their children and the children to their fathers. These awesome speakers today all prepared their own scripts and they all use that Malachi scripture, okay, that says, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Now that was the very last couple of verses of the Old Testament. It was spoken to the people of Israel but it's relevant to us. If we look at the stats that Spa spoke about, this is why our land is in utter destruction. When I go do ministry in schools, when I go to different areas where we minister, the overwhelming thing is we're crying out for fathers. When we put this topic to the kids and the youth, without a skip of a beat, they said to us, 
preach on, we're crying out for fathers. The children know that they need fathers. And that is our prayer tonight, or not tonight, this morning. Um, Our prayer this morning that God speaks to fathers here and he speaks to children and that reconciliation comes together today. I want us to see a, a picture. This is an amazing picture. We used it at our Kids Victory Weekend a couple of weeks ago. That father is doing four things. And I want us to remember four words. The first word is that father is present. He's present to his child. He's not an absentee father. He's not the missing pair of shoes. He is a present father to that child. The second thing is he is a repentant father. Because repentance means to turn from our sins. I need, as a father, to constantly turn away from my sins. I have to continually repent to my own children. It's not weak, men, to admit our faults. And when we say something to our children that is not good, we have to go to them and say, I'm sorry. You know, we we earn their respect when we can say sorry. So this father is repentant. The third thing, he's humble. I mean, I just love that picture, the way that that man is is down on on his knees to embrace a child. He's he's not up there looking down like I'm looking at you, Greg, okay? He's, He's down and he's embracing his child. And because of those things, he's able to do the fourth thing, which is to reconcile. But the child, too, is doing those four things. That child is present. That child could have run away. You know, like Adam and Eve, run away. I didn't do it. I didn't break the window. I didn't break that vase, okay? No, the child is present to the father. The child is repentant. Children, when we mess up, we need to go to our parents and say sorry. I'm glad that my children can do that. Let us not be so proud that we can't say sorry for the things that we do wrong as children. And when I'm talking to these children, I'm talking to all the children because we are all children. We all have fathers. We all have parents. Both my parents have passed away. It's actually my mom's birthday today as well, 16th of June. But my parents passed away ages ago. I can't go to them and say, Dad, I'm really sorry that I didn't do this and this and this. I've missed that opportunity. Don't let that be the case. After repentance and humility, the little boy is able to reconcile with the father. It's a beautiful picture. How many of you, when I put that up, thought that was Jesus? A lot of hands. Well, it might be because it was a drawing, you know. We jumped to that conclusion, but... Jesus is the picture of the Father. You see, the Father did the same four things. Or maybe not four. He maybe did three, okay? But the Father loved the world so much that he was present. The Father is present here with us in this place right now. The Father has been present in your life all along. 
the Father will be present in your life. Ongoingly so. God is never distant. God is never far away. He's right there next to you today. He is a present Father to every single one of us. To those who don't have a Father. To those who have lost a Father. He is our Heavenly Father and He's present. He didn't need to do the second one because the Father is holy. He's perfect. He didn't need to repent. God has done nothing wrong to us. God has never done anything wrong to us. Even there, there's times where we may have thought, where is God? He's only done good towards us. So he has no need to repent. But the Father humbled himself. He humbled himself to come to this earth and take on humanity. Jesus, the likeness of the Father, God and man. I wonder if there's any of us who would have done that. You know, like, go down there? But God stepped in to his own creation and humbled himself. Down he went so that he could embrace us and so that he could reconcile with us. That is the picture of what God the Father wants to do right now in this place. He wants to take every single one of us, whether we're young, whether we're older, and hold us in an embrace like that. Each one of us needs to know the love of the Father. It's Father's Day because God the Father loves us and wants us to come to Him. Can we close our eyes? Father, our hearts are, are touched today. In areas of our family, in our relationships with our earthly dads. Lord, as children, help us to put those things right. Lord, as dads in this house, Lord, help us to reconcile with our children. Help us to love our children. Help us to repent when we haven't been there for our children like we should have been. Let us on this day, God, put this right. Lord, for those who need to leave church today and make that phone call, make that visit, Lord God, give them strength to do that, Lord that families will be restored, that blessing can flow in our nation. And above all, Lord Jesus, thank you that you showed us the Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross for us, that you died in our place so that we could have forgiveness and you rose again so that we could know you maybe today you're here in this church and you're visiting a friend has brought you along or you've been coming for a while and you don't know the Lord yet God is speaking to you he wants to be a father to you. 
wants to reach down on his knees and hold you close and love you and forgive you. If that's you, while our heads are praying, and we're praying all around this church, if that's you, you say, Jonathan, I would love to have the love of the Father that I can get through Jesus. I'd like you to step out of your seat and come to the front so that we could pray for you. We won't embarrass you. We won't ask you to say anything. But we have a ministry team that would love to pray with you. If you are here, you're saying, I, I don't know God like this. I need God. I need God to forgive me. I need God to love me. I need God to embrace me like this. Why don't you just come to the front? Let's wait a moment for people. Maybe a little shy or difficult to get down to the front. Please come to us afterwards. Okay. We're going to have a ministry team at the end of the service. Please come. Also want to invite people to come for prayer after the service for those who who feel they need prayer in this area of reconciliation between you and your father. Maybe your relationship's not been good. You need to put it right. We'd love to pray for you. You could be a dad, you could be a child. Let the ministry team come, pray, encourage, and strengthen you so that we can make this Father's Day the best Father's Day ever. Father, thank you for this uh, beautiful teaching of the gospel and what you have done for us on the cross. That God, you humbled yourself, you came down to reconcile with us. Let this be a picture that we walk away and go home with today. Remembering that we are standing here today, we are where we are today because of the work of the cross. And I wanna pray for each and every child that is here today and teens, that they will know the love of the Father that you have for all of us, Lord God, and they will grow up with that revelation of your love for us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, let's give God a big round of praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do. So family, we trust in God to do a deep work today to reconcile us to our fathers. Even if you're an adult, you know, if you need to trust God to reconcile you with your father, let's trust God. Let's trust God for that. Amen. We also want to take time to thank all the kids, church workers and the youth workers adult workers, kids workers, please stand wherever you are. We want to pray for you and thank you, all the kids church workers. If you don't stand, I know you by name. Thank you, mind. (laughs) Thank you all for what you do to serve the kids. Amen. Now, it's a moment to celebrate. Let's celebrate these people. The reason we have next generation preachers, presidents, doctors, 
is because of the discipleship that happens upstairs. Amen. Father, we pray for all these great people. We pray as Your Word says, He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. We pray that You refresh them, Father God. And Lord God, bless them and bless their families, Father God. Where they have taken, may You replenish, Father God. And Lord, we believe that we're going to see even more testimonies of kids who've been discipled out of this house, Father, doing exploits and amazing things for the Kingdom of God, we pray. Amen and amen.